Welcome to the Way of Crypto Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan, your home for daily news covering the most interesting happenings in the crypto space every 24 hours with a new show Monday to Friday, usually up by 9 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. If you want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and do that as a general supporter at three bucks a month. If you want to take it up a notch, you can push into 10 bucks a month. This will allow you to contribute to the show, not only financially with your $10 a month donation, but it will also make you a show contributor. You'll be able to ask whatever question you want, crypto related hopefully, but I open the floodgates up to pretty well everything and we'll go over those questions from show contributors uh, on Friday's episode. However, the best way you can support the show is by subscribing to this podcast on any of your favorite podcast listening platforms. That's the best way if you want to help the way of crypto grow and continue to bring you show content every single weekday, Monday to Friday. Subscribe to the show. It's the best way to help us. Lastly, if you want to take that step and take possession of your own keys and become your own bank, actually, you can do that through the links in the description. There is a link to the Ledger website. If you purchase a Ledger device, it's the one I use, it's the one I like, it's the one I'm familiar with, uh, so it's the one I decided to add to the show. And if you purchase a device through that link in the show description, 10% will go to the Way of Crypto podcast, will go to help support the show with no extra cost to you whatsoever. And it also ensures you're buying that Ledger device from the actual Ledger website and not a third-party seller like eBay or Amazon where it could be tampered with. So there's more than one reason to buy through our show note link. All right, let's get into the show. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Way of Crypto Podcast. Today is Thursday, it's August 4th. I'm recording this at 7.31 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so it's before the markets open up on Thursday. We got lots of news happening. We're gonna go over the Solana attack uh, yesterday. Try and dig in and find out exactly what happened. I think there is a little bit more clarity uh, now. Yesterday, it was just kind of assumed it was wallets without anything being named, and we may have some names and uh, exactly what happened. and. Like everything else, this hack appears to be due to negligence and human error, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but we'll get into that. We got some Elizabeth Warren FUD going on. We'll get into that story as well. But first, let's have a look at the markets. Fear and greed index, we are currently at a 30. Uh, so we're in fear. Yesterday, we were at a 34. Last week, a 32. Last month, a 19. Currently at a 30. Market sentiment is in fear. Price action, Bitcoin is at 22,897. So keep in mind, when I go over the market stuff today, and it's kind of like this normally when I record the podcast, but uh, I usually start recording and uh, go, I'm usually going over market stuff before the US stock exchange is open. So uh, volume is generally fairly low, and usually I'm reporting on these prices when they're in a slight little dip in the morning. It seems to be the regular thing. Anyways, Bitcoin, 22,897 bucks, down 2% on the 24, pretty flat on the seven day. Ethereum, $1,617, down 2.53% on the 24, pretty flat on the seven day as well. BNB, 299 bucks, closing in on 300 bucks. Uh, hold on one moment. I have to see what my dog's barking. W- one second. I apologize for that. Let's get back into market stuff here. BNB, very close to 300 bucks at $299.97, three cents off, up 3.17% on the 24. 
and up 11%, actually I'll, I'll call it 12%, 11.7% on the seven day. XRP is at 36 cents, down 1% on the 24, up 4% on the seven day. Cardano is at 50 cents, down 2% on the 24, flat on the seven day. Solana, 38 bucks and 90 cents, down 2%. On the 24, down 3% on the seven day. Solana has not suffered really that much. I actually expected them to go quite a bit lower, but um, yeah, price action remains fairly solid considering the massive news of the hack yesterday. Polkadot is flat on the 24, currently at eight bucks and up almost 6% on the seven day. Dogecoin's at Six cents down 2% on the 24, flat on the seven day. Matic is at 88 cents down 3% on the 24, flat on the seven day. AVAX is at 23 bucks and 38 cents down 2% on the 24, up 2% on the seven day. Uniswap, we're looking at $8.79, down 4% on the 24, up about 6% on the seven day. Shiba Inu, down 20, or down 2% on the 24, and up 3% on the seven day. Ethereum Classic down 5%, down 6% I'd say on the 24, at $35.28, up 5% on the seven day. Uh, just kind of watching Ethereum Classic for some, uh, for some weird movement because people want to protect that proof of work chain and Ethereum Classic is the option to do that right now. The option to protect the Ethereum blockchain on proof of work. And uh, they've seen Ethereum Classic. I have never, never uh, held Ethereum Classic, just a full disclosure here. So I've never really been that interested in it. I've always looked at it as obsolete. However, with the merge, things are changing uh, and people are snatching up Ethereum Classic in the hopes that uh, they are protecting, like I said, proof of work uh, on the Ethereum network here. And uh, it has had some really, really massive gains as of late and uh, no real pullback yet either. So we'll be following Ethereum Classic and uh, what it's doing. I'm probably still not going to invest in any. I just see it as old tech now. I don't know. I could be thinking wrong here, but uh, it's just the way I see it, Ethereum Classic. And uh, if uh, I want proof of work, I'll go Bitcoin. And if I want everything else, I will look at everything else. But uh, that's kind of how I feel right now. Proof of work, I did like Ethereum for that as well. Uh, however, they're moving proof of stake. The only thing I'm really interested in proof of work at this point really is, uh, quite honestly, is Bitcoin, unfortunately, until uh, maybe another project will pop up at some point. Let's first, let's get into a little bit of fun here from uh, Senator Warren. She's proposing reducing Wall Street's involvement in crypto. And uh, just by the headline here, it's laughable again, as, as most news that comes out of Elizabeth Warren or Senator Warren's uh, mouth on crypto, it is laughable, uh, considering Wall Street has very little involvement in crypto, and uh, they like Wall Street celebrates when crypto fails. Bitcoin crashes, Wall Street celebrates. We'll get into this article together here and see what she thinks Wall Street has her uh, fingers into in the crypto space. Warren's letter urge. Warren's letter. <laughs> Yeah, Warren's letter urges OCC to collaborate with Fed and the FDIC to develop an alternative cryptocurrency approach that adequately 
adequately protects consumers and the safety and soundness of the banking system. The United States Senator Elizabeth Warren is continuing her anti-crypto campaign, this time proposing legislation that would have effectively shut down bank provider cryptocurrency services, according to Bloomberg report on Thursday. Uh, I'm not sure what she means here. Does she mean having your crypto stored at the bank? Like your regular bank account? Because that's not the point of crypto. The point of crypto is to take possession of your own keys and become your own bank. Uh, However, I understand that not everyone wants to take that step. And a lot of people don't feel safe uh, understanding a key, uh, their own seed phrase and hardware wallets and all that kind of stuff. But that should be the end goal for everyone getting involved in crypto. That's the big reason to move. Who cares about the numbers go up technology when you can uh, take your entire, uh, you can take real ownership of something. It's the only thing in the world they can take real ownership of. Even of our, our houses that we own can be taken from us should a government want to take those from us. We have to pay property tax on there every year. If we fail to pay that property tax, they can again be taken from us. Your crypto is the only thing that's truly yours uh, in, in the world really at this point that a government can't take from you as long as you secure your own keys. That's the key factor. Anyways, here, to keep Wall Street away from the cryptocurrency market, Senator Warren, who is on the Senate Banking Committee, is urging committee members and senators to sign a letter to the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, also known as the OCC, asking for banks to cease providing crypto searches, services such as crypto custody. So it is that. The Banking Committee believes that by issuing crypto guidelines, regulators, regulators allow Wall Street banks to enter the market and put the banking system at risk. The letter urges the OCC to collaborate with the Federal Reserve and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corp, the FDIC, to develop an alternative cryptocurrency approach that adequately protects consumers and promotes safety and soundness of the banking system. So she wants the status quo of the banking system to be the main peer-to-peer transaction service and uh, for that service to not be inhibited by any progression involving the crypto space, by any uh, any technological advancement involving blockchain. She does not want that to overthrow the traditional banking system. Uh, the exact opposite of what we all want. Maybe that's why she chose that stance. Who knows? She used to, rem- I remember back in the day, I, I don't even know what year this was. Uh, it may have been 2016 when she was running for president. Uh, however, don't quote me on all these. I could have my numbers and my dates a little bit skewed. But wasn't she anti-bank and anti-Wall Street and all that stuff? And now she wants to uh, hold down crypto and then help by holding down crypto, help promote that banks are safe and, and remove self-custody from uh, remove custody of crypto from banks. The whole thing sounds uh, very strange to me and backwards. Uh, Let's keep reading here. The final version of the letter will be sent to the OCC's acting controller, Michael Husso. The OCC's response to Bloomberg, to the Bloomberg inquiry reference recent remarks by comptroller. Wonder where that word comes from. Comptroller, it's spelled C-O-M-P-T-R-O-L-L-E-R. Michael Suso regarding banks increased crypto involvement, demonstrating the agency's desire to modify bank crypto guidance. Husso caused called for greater caution regarding crypto spreading to mainstream financial systems. The recent cryptocurrency turmoil has resulted in loss of billions of dollars in investments 
also in the stock market. Also, anyone who invested in the markets at all has lost billions of dollars in investments this year, not just cryptocurrency investors, all investors. Uh, if you look at Netflix and Amazon and some of those very highly volatile stocks that were really close to the volatility of Bitcoin this year, I think that argument is uh, getting real, real old. The OCC's previous instructions and rules that have been insufficient to safeguard the financial system from recent cryptocurrency via volatility, according to Warren's letter. It calls for modifications or removing crypto banking guidelines to prevent banks from getting involved in cryptocurrency. So yeah, like we said at the beginning, just at the, the guest we took there, she doesn't want banks to take custody of customers' crypto. Not sure exactly why. Maybe it's just the fear of uh, the general promotion that these banks, if the, a bunch of large banks do get in the business of taking custody and promoting cryptocurrency in the way that they can take custody of it and secure it for you and you can make money off this asset if you but you can hold it in a bank for uh i guess if you're intimidated to take possession of your own crypto for those people or maybe those older people that are not so tech savvy because uh, the crypto the way it is now crypto bitcoin you do have to be quite tech savvy to get involved in it um i think that's a lot of the reasons why the people that are involved are the people that are involved is because we're tech savvy and historically probably early adopters and uh, people that are more or less on the bleeding edge of technology and crypto and Bitcoin fall into that category for sure. So if you're a little, a little less tech savvy, a little more unsure of technology, like your traditional, everyone always uses the grandmother as an example, maybe you'd want to hold Bitcoin because you've heard about it and you think it's neat as an asset, but uh, keep that in a bank for custody. I don't have a problem with this, of course, I do. I wish everyone would take. Uh, I wish everyone would be their own bank, or at least start that endeavor. Um, for myself, I always had the majority of my portfolio in uh, hardware cold storage, hardware wallet in cold storage, and uh, then I was collecting small amounts of yield on small percentages of uh, my portfolio. However, that's changed. I've taken possession of all my crypto. It all sits on a cold wallet now. That's over the last couple months. Here, uh, I lost a little bit in Celsius. Like I've mentioned on the podcast, uh, like you, the listeners have, I'm sure uh, I've also been affected by this. However, if someone wants to get involved in the crypto space, buy some Bitcoin and wants the bank to hold those keys and they're not as tech savvy, I have no issue with that at all. I don't know why Elizabeth Warren would not want someone to do that. I don't see a lot of logic. I don't see a lot of logic behind this request. Maybe I would have to listen to her actually speak on it. However, I think that there just probably isn't any logic behind that request. Anyways, let's get on with Solana. So uh, first, we're going to talk about what exactly happened with Slope wallets. They are right now considered to be the culprit of the Solana attack. We have a little bit more clarity, a little bit less fog of war from yesterday over that Solana attack where people's wallets were being drained in real time. Um, yeah, so let's get into this. This is from Crypto Potato. Solana wallets assumed to be the culprit of the Solana attack, or sorry, Slope wallets assumed to be the culprit of the Solana attack. According to the news report and hack-related investigations, the third-party wallet, the third-party wallet, was responsible for the Solana exploit. Over the past few days, Solana users have suffered attacks by bad actors, with several million dollars worth of crypto being stolen by unknown bad actors. At that, at the moment, wallets are still being drained a bit at a slower rate, Solana security team. So this article is still from today. Um, so wallets apparently are still being drained. This is very, not very long ago. 
739 uh, that this article is written. So breaking, it's it's uh, essentially breaking news. Solana's security team has spent its time looking for the breach point, and it seems like the likely culprit has been found in spite of the fact that attacks targeted Solana users. It appears that it's not Solana itself's fault. This may be the reason why Solana has not taken any kind of significant dip whatsoever. Rather, the blame reportedly lies with the third-party wallet provider Slope. Uh, I have never used Slope Wallet for those uh, wondering. Slope hardware wallets involved. So far, Solana has confirmed the issue seems to only affect Slope's hot wallets and no hardware wallets have been targeted. However, Solana devs heartily recommend that all Slope users generate a new, new seed phrase regardless of the type of wallet they were using. Create a new and unique seed phrase wallet and transfer all assets to this new wallet. Again, we do not recommend using the same seed phrase on this new wallet that you had on Slope. If you're using a hardware wallet, your keys have not been compromised. We are still actively diagnosing and committed to publishing a full post modem, earning back your trust and making this as right as we can. Um, moves on, red herrings, partings, pardons, and phantoms. While the investigation of the data breach was still underway, it was initially assumed that there was an issue with more, the issue was more widespread since phantom wallets were also being drained. Nevertheless, it quickly became apparent that the phantom wallets getting exploited had in fact not been phantom forever users. If the you if you've used slope at all, considering those wallets burned, nothing yet to indicate Phantom itself has had an issue. Although it's interesting that there have been reports of users on Soulflare who have had their seed phrase who used their seed phrase on slope as well. While there may be while there be many with Phantom, in fact, the drain Phantom wallets had also used slope, as confirmed by Austin Federa, the head of communications at Solana. So this is. Uh, tweet by Awesome Federa. The last 24 hours saw developers, security firms, and individual contributors from across Solana, Ethereum, and cross-chain wallets come together to investigate what at first appeared to be a massive supply chain hack impacting Solana and Ethereum. Well, I'm going to have to load up the full Twitter. Just bear with me here. What made us think that? Verified reports of ETH drained. More on this later. Reports of innocence on incidents on all major Solana wallets. No obvious connection between victims. Transactions were self-signed, something only possible if the attacker had the keys. It seemed to impact desktop wallets, mobile wallets, wallets of active DGENs, and the wallets that had only ever received one transaction. If this was a supply, supply chain attack hitting all these users, that would have been a very scary for all of Web3. The war Zoom. Well over 100. Hmm. It's a little bit out of place here. The war Zoom, well over 100, was just one part of the industry-wide effort to determine if the supply chain attack had occurred, and if so, who else might have been impacted. Over time, it became clear the impact was isolated to Solana wallets, but there was no clear pattern of which were impacted. Plus, there were still several verified ETH users who had been drained. We spun up Typeform to collect data, and results were clear. Of those drains, 60% were Phantom users, and 40% were Slope users. After extensive interviews and requests to the community, we couldn't find any single Phantom Forever user who had their wallet drained. There's a lot more to go into the actual vulnerability, but work, vulnerability, but work is still ongoing at this point. There's far too many people to tag, but something all of CT, which is crypto Twitter, should know is in a moment potentially catastrophic crisis. 
people who sometimes snipe on Twitter rolled up their sleeves and got to work. The investigations are ongoing and I can't stress enough the importance of creating a new seed phrase. Okay, so it doesn't mention uh, the, what I heard about this and it doesn't mention this perhaps to protect the company, but um, seed phrases were actually stored in plain text on a centralized server, cloud server. So uh, this may or not may or not be true. We'll find out over the next <clears throat> couple of days, of course. However, uh, the wallet provider uh, being Slope had stored seed phrases of wallets on in plain text, unencrypted, on a centralized network or computer on, on a network that had been uh, hacked or these seed phrases had been pushed out into the World Wide Web and that's how wallets were drained. So uh, I didn't see any of that in the tweet. I don't know if they're just not mentioning that because it's very, uh, it shows a, a extremely high level of an incompetence on the fact of the Slope wallet um, team, I guess. So maybe they're just kind of leaving that out until they know for sure. However, that is the rumor right now that those seed phrases for those wallets were, when they're generated, they were sent back to the uh, main server, I guess you could say. Uh, I apologize for my uh, simplicity of this, uh, of the way I'm saying this, but it's just the kind of the way I have to say it here. Uh, so these seed phrases were pushed back and stored on plain text on a device that was easily compromised by humans and that's how uh, that's how these wallets were drained. That's what we understand now, subject to change because this is all alleged. Nothing is 100% uh, written in stone at this point. Uh, moving on here, how Solana vigilantes battled back against the wallet hackers. So amid the early chaos and confusion of the Solana wallet hack, white hat hackers took matters into their own hands to slow down the attack. In brief, thousands of Solana wallets were drained in a widespread hack that now is being blamed blamed on an exploit with the Solana, Solana or with the Slope mobile wallet. White hackers, white hat hackers spammed malform transactions to slow the Solana attackers, but it knocked out RPC servers in the process. We're starting to get answers about the large scale Solana wallet hack that saw nearly 4.5 million worth of crypto being swiped. I think this was uh, 4.9 mil from about 9,000 different wallet addresses. But on Tuesday night, there was another interesting situation in the mix, Tuesday night, also known as two nights ago, uh, recording this podcast on Thursday here, one that saw some users try to fight back against the attackers through brute force the, during the initial hours of the attack, which is now being blamed on the exploit tied to the Slope mobile wallet. Developers and security auditors congre congregated to try and figure out what happened and how they might mitigate it. One identified developer apparently suggested a solution that could impede the attackers, according to Soul Blaze, the pseudonymous founder of the Solana staking pool of the same name, the developer proposed using a previously created script, script that would try to write lock the attacker accounts, slowing their transactions down. Essentially, in a transaction that makes a change to the account on the Solana blockchain, such as a balance change would put a brief write lock on the account, explained Michael Hubbard, founder of the managing director of the Solana Validator Operating Network, Operator Lane. The dev thought they could trigger constant write locks on the hacker's account, says Hubbard, thereby preventing the hacker's transactions from executing successfully. An unknown number of white hack hackers used the developer script to spam what Solana co-founder what the Solana Coham founder has uh, described as a malformed transactions to the hacker's account. It was similar to a distributed denial of service. Or for those of us um, 
not hackers, a DD, uh, a DDoS attack, which we hear a lot about uh, how ways to bring websites down and different things like that. Uh, Soulblaze believes that at least five to 10 users were involved in the spamming campaign, but the script was shared to a few hundred people, so it could have been more. The technique may have helped at least in one way. Uh, so they don't know how, <laughs> they don't know exactly if it helped, but uh, good on them for attempting to slow down this hack. And uh, it shows, goes to show that there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of bad that happens in this community as, as far as, um, I guess, people picking on each other. Mainly it's Bitcoin maxis and uh, all coin DGENs kind of going head to head. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of hate on each other. However, the community does come together in times of need um, like it did during this time. And uh, yeah, it just goes to show that that is a real thing. The crypto community, I think I actually talked about this yesterday, but it's a very small community and it's very tight knit. And uh, you would be, people I think kind of believe that our community is, is really big and uh, it's, uh, it's actually quite small. If you look at crypto, crypto Twitter and the people that are influential, really small little tight-knit community of people and uh, the developers are all kind of uh, rare crypto developers are are a rare breed and and that's a tight-knit tight-knit community as well so uh, yeah we all came together and (laughs) helped support it and tried to slow down these guys whether it was effective or not it doesn't matter uh, because there will be something good coming out of this and uh, we'll be Slope will improve their wall security and the group of hackers, the white hack hackers that teamed up on uh, against these wallet drainers will have learned from that scenario as well. And uh, hopefully it's something that they can implement during the next hack because there will be another one for sure. Uh, August is just like this. August has just been crazy for hacks and uh I hope it slows down, but I don't see that happening. Um, Anyways, this is going to wrap up Thursday's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, All the links are in the description. I'm on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. And uh, yeah, send me a DM there. If you want to go to the website, you can send me an email or find the RSS link. It's on thewayofcrypto.com. You can head there. There's an email form you can fill out with uh, questions, concerns, feedback, all that kind of stuff. If you want to support the show, dig into the show subscription as well. There's links to Patreon. You can subscribe to us and uh, support the show. That way you can purchase a Ledger hardware device through the show notes as well. And the way of crypto will get 10% of that purchase with no extra cost to you. But the main and most important way you can support the show is by subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. So if you have an extra few minutes, please do that. Uh, That's the best thing you can do to help us grow. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.